Philip Schofield slams Strictly decision to replace Bruno Taglioni with Anton Debeck. Tennis star Rafael Nadal goes shirtless as he enjoys downtime on his lavish yacht in Ibiza amid tennis break. Julia Roberts shows off her curves in a rust-coloured jumpsuit while leaving a business meeting in Los Angeles. Tipping point viewers amazed by really tall one contestant's height. Hello and welcome to Barely Contained, the celebrity journalism podcast that's endured 42 episodes of Hurt, but it's never stopped us dreaming. I'm Matt Withers, and I'm once again joined by Chris Beckett to run a VAR check on some of the most contentious showbiz reportage of the past couple of weeks, including Philip Schofield's Strictly Slam, Rafael Nadal's shirtless downtime, Julia Roberts's multi-watt smile, and a really tall tipping point contestant. Let's kick off. Chris Beckett, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Matt. How are you? And for, more importantly, is it coming home? It's, it's home, Chris. It's home and the door is locked. It's not, it's not right. going back outside. <laughs> it's, it's Fair, that's good. That's good. Just wanted to be sure. Right. Would you be interested in a story about Philip Schofield? Would I? <laughs> Would you? Yeah. Well, this is by Jen Thomas for the Daily Star Online, and it's headlined, Philip Schofield slams Strictly decision to replace Bruno Taglioni with Anton Debeck. Okay. Um, I've always thought Schofield is a fairly placid individual. I don't know about you. Yeah, I wouldn't really put him up for uh, for this kind of uh, level of aggressive uh, chat. Yeah, it's certainly, uh, well, from the headline, it sounds like incendiary uh, conduct from the former broom-cummered man. But uh, let's have a look. It, it goes on. Craig Revel Horwood appeared on this morning to talk about the masked dancer and the news that Anton de Beck will be replacing Bruno Taglioni as a judge. But Philip Schofield didn't seem to think it's a good idea. Now, Matt, have we have we peaked too early with this one? <laughs> I mean, I don't know where we're going to go after this. No, uh, it's all downhill after this uh, <laughs> this level of story. Many Strictly Come Dancing fans are thrilled at the news that Anton de Beck is to replace Bruno Taglioni as a judge on the show, but Philip Schofield questioned the choice. Hmm. Fellow judge Craig Revel Horwood appeared on this morning to talk about the news, saying he is over the moon and absolutely delighted for Anton, uh, talking very much like a footballer in a, a, yeah, a post-match exactly. interview. He said the decision was made as it is too risky for Bruno to travel to the UK to film the show due to the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. That seems fair. Yeah, fair enough. You know, uh, we've all got our cross to bear in this, in this crisis. Um, but, you know, let's see what, what Philip Schofield's got to say. Craig said he had been discussing the decision with Bruno when they were filming a road trip together. We were talking about whether he is going to fly backwards and forwards. And no, of course he can't. It's just too risky, I think, at the moment, he said. Uh, very risky to fly backwards. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, you have to, I, I'd say forwards is always best. Forwards, for me, is the classic mode of flight. <laughs> Anything else is a little bit fancy, Dan. Bill asked when the new series of Strictly is due to start, and Craig said at the end of September. So surely the travel will be sort of back to normal by then, protested Phil. <laughs> I mean, this is like the daily briefing all over again. I mean, <laughs> what's on the green list? What's on the amber list? 
Tonioli to Beck. I mean, I, come on. I have, I have to say, it says, so So surely the travel will be sought to, back to normal by then, protested Phil. I would say, asked Phil might be yeah. more, more accurate. Uh, <laughs> more accurate way of stating his manner of speech there. It's not like he's he's walking up and down the uh, the studio with, uh, with with flags protesting against the decision. Like we weren't there. We weren't there. We didn't know that. I bet the tension in the, the tension in the studio was palpable. Cut it with a knife. Craig insisted. Well, you say that, but will it? It's still risky, whether we wear masks or not. Phil fought back again. <laughs> Phil fought back again saying it seems early to make that decision as Craig disagreed it had to be made in order to get the show on the road you have to make decisions in advance when it's so up in the air yeah just get off his case Schofield for god's sake it's a massive overreaction by Schofield here one can only assume that he's having a very bad day do you think it's, you know, there's partly, there's more to this. Is this the kind of, you know, dancing on ice strictly wars being played out on the This Morning Sofa? Oh, I hadn't put it like that. Yeah, of course, Schofield's got an agenda here, hasn't he? Yeah, exactly. He wants to, he wants to hobble. He wants to hobble strictly. <laughs> He's, I've, I've seen eye Tonya. Now, <laughs> Schofield's not the sort of man, you know, to take a hammer to somebody's knee, but, but, he, but he might publicly question the decision to replace a judge. Metaphorically, he is taking a hammer. <laughs> He's metaphorically absolutely kneecap the show here. <laughs> it's where you're juggling, you know. There was a lot of juggling on Strictly last year, added Craig. Well, that was just dancing. Yeah, it was mainly dancing, <laughs> I'd say. But if you can juggle as well, then um, that's got to be worth an extra point. Exactly. I think the best sort of possible solution, you know, Bruno's not definitely out in that way. You know, he may come back next year, teased Craig. <laughs> What a tease. What an absolute flirt. He did say he thought it was about time that Anton was made judge and praised his abilities. Craig also admitted he missed being booed last year on Strictly thanks to COVID restrictions. This morning, there's weekdays at 10am on ITV. Well, you know, I, I can see Craig's, Craig's point. I can see Philip Schofield's point. I mean, it's All I can say is it's nice to see that Dubeck has kind of, you know, come through the ranks at the academy and now possibly you know be going getting his uh, getting his coaching license he's going to become a judge yeah it's 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 good to see and um you know Schofield just leave it mate we all we've seen through your agenda yeah Chris I believe it's currently Wimbledon going on you're uh, you're the you're the tennis fan amongst us and I think you've got a, a story about Rafael Nadal, who I believe uh, yes. is, a, is a practitioner of said sport. Well, he is. And you can tell that this is a really, you know, a really great story to uh, focus on someone who's not actually playing at Wimbledon. <laughs> um, tennis star Rafael Nadal goes shirtless as he enjoys downtime on his lavish yacht in Ibiza amid tennis break. Mm. This is by uh, Owen Tonks from the Mail Online. Tonks sounds like it could be a, a sort of uh, tennis move. Or it could be a plucky, a plucky Brit wildcard that gets knocked out in qualifying. <laughs> yeah. He's used to working up a sweat on the tennis court. But Rafael Nadal, 35, was hot and bothered for a very different reason as he sunned himself on his yacht in Ibiza on Friday. Was he hot because it was hot? Uh, I suspect so, but uh, let's see. 
The Spanish sportsman is holidaying on the island with friends and he displayed some very noticeable tan lines as he relaxed in a pair of pink and white swimming shorts on the boat. That's pretty much the opposite of hot and bothered, isn't it? <laughs> he doesn't seem like he has much of a care in the world. He, he, I mean, he looks like he's having a whale of a time. Raphael could be seen ho- holding a hose out in front of him as he sprayed water into a container on the deck. Slight carry-on vibes to that (laughs) sentence. (laughs) Raphael's thick brown hair took on a messy appearance as he took the day to lounge about and enjoy some rest and relaxation. So is he hot and bothered or is he lounging about and enjoying some rest and relaxation? I think he is very much chilled. The tennis pro looked relaxed (laughs) as he stared off into the distance while perched at the back of his lavish vessel. Yeah, his lavish vessel. Earlier this month, Raphael announced he would not be taking part in Wimbledon or the Tokyo Olympics this year. The sports star said he made the decision to rest his body so he could continue playing his much-loved game (laughs) to the best of his ability in the future. His much-loved game. (laughs) Now, I don't want to cast aspersions on on, uh, Owen Tonks here, but my, my inkling is that he doesn't know that much about tennis. No, I'm guessing um, that he is not part of the sports team. The the plucky racket holder. (laughs) He wrote on Instagram, I have decided not to participate in the next edition of Wimbledon that will be held from June the 28th to July the 11th, nor will I play in the Olympic Games, finally scheduled for July the 24th to 30th. It is a decision that is never easy to make. And after listening to my body and talking to my team, I understand that it's the right decision in order to extend my sports career and continue doing what makes me happy. Now, I could read out the next four or five paragraphs, but um, what you'll see is that um, Tonks here has displayed great athleticism of his own in managing to uh, do a little sidestep over to the control key. Um, hit C before a neat little <laughs> split over to hit V. Yeah, it, it is essentially um, what Nadal's travel arrangements would be were he to be playing in these two tournaments, which he's not. No, but, you know, vamos. <laughs> right, Chris, I think um, we're going we're gonna to stay with, with you for this one. Um, I think you're talking about um, Julia Roberts. I am indeed. And this is by Dan Hetching for the DailyMail.com. Julia Roberts shows off her curves in a rust-coloured jumpsuit while leaving a business meeting in Los Angeles. She is a member of Hollywood's A-list and is regularly spotted thanks to her tall stature and multi-watt smile. (laughs) What does that mean? Well, I believe the word that Dan might be looking for is is megawatt. (laughs) Yes. Unless, unless it's a bit of a burn. I mean, what is a multi? Say, it's not it's not a multi what you don't get a multi-watt bulb, do you? You, you? If I go down to the shop and ask for a replacement bulb and he says what wattage, I, I don't sell a bit bit of everything. Just yeah, whack a no, bit of everything in that bulb. I, I feel it's like they it's like a bit of a diss, you know, like Julia Roberts perhaps suggesting her star is dimmed. You know, she used to have a megawatt smile. Now she only radiates enough for kind of an eco bulb level. Yeah, it could be. Or it could be that Dan Hetching isn't very good at writing. Oof. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it on. could be. <laughs> let's, let's, let's see. Let, you know, you might be eating your words. 
But Julia Roberts managed to blend in somewhat on Friday, in spite of the fact that she was wearing an orange jumpsuit while leaving a business meeting in Los Angeles, California. Makes her sound like she's leaving a state penitentiary. <laughs> she does look a bit like she's leaving a state penitentiary. The Oscar winner, 53, covered up her famous visage with a multicoloured face mask along with a pair of pale pink Wayfarer sunglasses. It's awful when you've used the word face in face mask and thus you can't use it again, so you have to write about her famous visage. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Fading to grey. She had her blonde hair affixed to the back of her head with the help of a clip. Practical. Yes. Julia shouldered a large black bag and held another white parcel under her arm, along with a black glasses case. Admirable level of detail. Yes, exactly. Her jumpsuit was open at the collar, revealing a peak of her bare collarbone. Mm-hmm. I love me some collarbone. Just a, just a peak, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not, not the rest for you. No, it would be too much. I'm, I'm like a Victorian gentleman. You know, I, I, like, a, I like a little peak of, of collarbone, but not too much. It, it's like staring at the sun. It's, it's all about the suggestion. And then, then back to your chambers and get your sketchbook out. <laughs> Robert's jumpsuit ended at her mid-calf. <laughs> the Erin Brockovich star was spotted alongside her bodyguard, while husband Danny Moda was not far away running errands in the area. <laughs> running errands. What does that mean? It makes it sound like um, when you're a kid and you, you, your mum's spare stamp sends you off to go and post all the Christmas cards for your friends' doors. Yes, exactly. Make sure, <laughs> make sure you pick up some batteries from Robert Dias. <laughs> the pair, who have been married since 2002, share three children. Their twins, Hazel and Phineas were born in 2004 and are now 16 years of age. Yep, that's mathematically correct. (laughs) Robert (laughs) then gave birth to a younger son, Henry, now 14 in 2007. That that, that story all (laughs) holds Good that we know that he was younger. (laughs) Just recently, cinematographer Moda gave a rare peek into the family's home life when he shared a video of Henry skateboarding on Instagram. Moda, 52, filmed the team skateboarding on the occasion of his 14th birthday earlier this month. Danny shared the video to his Instagram account, which showed the team impressively skating up a ramp and turning in midair. Recently, Julia and her family have been seen down under in Australia, where she is slated to film two big budget movie movies later this year. One of the projects is a political thriller called Gaslit, centred on the infamous Watergate scandal, with Academy Award winner Sean Penn and Australia's own Joel Edgerton. It's a good rule of thumb that um, if something is famous or infamous, you don't need to say that it's famous or infamous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'd say Watergate pretty much stands stands alone. It's, It's stood the test of time, hasn't it? She will also reunite with Ocean's Eleven co-star George Clooney to film the romantic comedy Ticket to Paradise, which will begin filming in Queensland later in the year. Well, Matt, I think uh, you might owe uh, Dan Hetching uh, an apology there because I think he rallied. Yeah, I'm sorry, Dan. That was a terrific bit of work. Finally, Chris, I want to return to the Daily Star online and uh, Shivon uh, Watson or Shivon Watson. Uh, you say tomato, I say tomato. 
Um, mm-hmm. And it's headlined, Tipping Point Viewers Amazed by Really Tall Blonde Contestants' Height. Oof. This sounds like a good one. Yep. It begins. A blonde contestant named Joe appeared on Thursday afternoon's episode of Tipping Point, but fans were amazed and quite distracted by how tall she was compared to other players on the show. Well, (laughs) I don't quite know what to say about that. I mean, that is pretty much it. That is that is pretty much the the story. But I can't I can't leave you on that. So let's let's plow on and see uh, how Shivon Stroke Shivon manages to pull another 300 words out of this. Tipping point viewers were rather distracted on Thursday after a very tall contestant appeared on the quizzing programme. The quizzing programme. The quizzing programme. I just say quiz. (laughs) (laughs) Just quiz. What is this quizzing (laughs) programme? This quizzing programme of what you speak? What format does it take? (laughs) A player named Joe was hoping to win the jackpot prize, but despite having a winning personality... Comments. Yeah, that is a comment, isn't it? Stick to the facts. <laughs> Despite having a winning personality, several viewers at home were more amazed she was taller than all the other players on the show. Wow. <laughs> this would never happen in North Korea. Taking to Twitter, viewers aired their thoughts on the tall contestant. <laughs> One viewer questioned, is Joe really tall, or are they all just really short? <laughs> Another said, Joe is eight foot two. While a third inquisitive viewer said, I'd love to know how tall Joe is. I'm quite tall, but she looks like she'd tower over me. Mm. <laughs> I mean, what really they need to do somehow is find a way that you can kind of virtually go back to back with these with these contestants and do the old, you know, hand hand across the top of the head. Trick. <laughs> yeah, that's the future. That's the future of quizzing programs. Yeah, I ho- uh, I hope so. Yeah, um, augmented reality tipping point. Um, that's that's what we're all going to be doing in ten years' time. The first thing I want to do is measure myself up against contestants on Tipping Point. <laughs> yeah. When our robot overlords finally take over, that's going to be pretty high on my list. <laughs> Although Joe's height appeared to excite viewers, her general knowledge certainly didn't. When faced with a barrage of questions from host Ben Shepherd, Joe couldn't answer any correctly. Joe claimed to know the answers, but they just wouldn't come out. Ah, oh, that old chestnut. It's making Ben Shepherd sound like some sort of Paxman-esque interviewer. (laughs) How tall are you? (laughs) Tell me. Viewers at home took to Twitter again to comment on Joe's performance. One fan penned. Penned. We've we've mentioned (laughs) this before. One fan penned. OMG. Good thing you're tall, Joe. That'd be the only thing you got going for you. <laughs> A pirate rights. Aha, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, Joe lad. <laughs> That'd be the only thing you got going for you. Um, quite why I assume that all pirates are from the West Country. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't sure what, where, where that pirate was, but, you know. It was, it was a kind of Wurzels pirate. <laughs> 
Referring to one of her questions, another viewer chimed. <laughs> Poor Joe had a mare there, but she should have gotten the spider one. I mean, when you hear eight-legged arachnids, yeah. it's the first thing you think of. Open brackets, second being scorpion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, when you hear eight-legged arachnids, I mean, spider would be the first choice. <laughs> um, She's tall. <laughs> Is a scorpion arachnid? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it certainly wouldn't be the second thing. I don't think there would be a second thing that no. came to my mind. If, I, if, if, if Ben Shepherd was to corner you and demand both your first and second things you think of upon hearing <laughs> eight-legged arachnids, I'd struggle to think of my, um, my bee choice. I'd probably just give him my height and see if, <laughs> see if I can fob him off. <laughs> While a third said, so many damn passes. Is your head in the clouds, Joe? Is yeah. it mean? Unfortunately, Joe didn't manage to gain any more counters from the machine after her round and was sent home. In disgrace. In absolute disgrace. Hang your head in shame, Joe, and also to get under that door. The last man standing on Thursday's programme was a contestant. Not as tall as Joe. <laughs> no, he was not. He was, if anything, shorter. Yeah. <laughs> was a contestant named Taz, who seemed to do very well. Sounds like a bit of a devil. But viewers at home felt he was slowing things down with his constant chats between questions. I, I, think, that's just, I think that's just good tipping point play. You want to you wanna slow the... T- control the game. Yeah. Make Shepard play at your tempo. Absolutely. You know, that's a sort of quizzing show it is. One viewer penned... Get on with it. In the end... Taz ended up leaving the show with £2,200 in his pocket, but refused to go for the jackpot prize. And by the looks of it, it was good that he didn't. So, comment. Did, did they literally um, give the contestants £2,200 in cash to put it in their pocket? Because if so, I think that basically tipping point is a money laundering operation. <laughs> Not it's a very, quizzing it's very show. Blatant. But sometimes, you know, those are the best schemes, right under your nose. Yeah, I mean, if we, you know, if, if you've if you've got cash to launder, why not do it under the auspices of running a, a so-called quizzing show? Yeah, we're on to you, Shepherd. Tipping point airs weekdays on ITV at four pm. Well, Chris, I think that's pretty much it for uh, another fortnight's barely contained. How was it for you? Yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a game of two halves, but I, I thought we, um, you know, we gave a very professional team performance. Um, I mean, you, you can only comment on the stories that are put in front of you. Um, and um, yeah, you know, we, we'll, we'll keep going. We've got, you know, more, more stories to come. And, you know, I, th- I think we can keep, we can do a good job. Yeah, I would absolutely agree wholesale with your assessment. Chris, if people wish to uh, engage with the Barely Contained brand on the internet, um, which, which direction would you point them in? Uh, well, I would first say, you know, go go to Twitter, go to Barely underscore pod. Um, you'll definitely find us there. And, you know, we'll be we'll be pleased as punch to, to you know, hear any any comments, any feedback, even a, even the odd retweet or two would be lovely. Um, and also on Facebook, if you go to Barely contain the podcast you'll find um you know all our shows bit of extra content some videos and clips yeah go there too and it would be 
just splendid were you to go to your podcatcher of choice, whether that be uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, uh, whatever floats your boat, and give us a little review, a couple of sentences. Uh, five stars would be Splendor Rooney. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and you can subscribe there too. Yes, indeed. Please, please subscribe. Okay, well, we'll see you very soon. Chris, we shall speak again in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, we shall, Matt. It's been a pleasure. Um, See you soon. Bye. Bye.